Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello, everyone. Well, that's different. (laughs) I beat you to it. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) So, uh... This week... It's Daniel. Oh, it's, it's Jordan. <laughs> you threw me off completely now. Yes, I did. So, um, <laughs> this week, we're going to be trying to help you guys out if you want to score higher on games, those game rides at Disneyland. If you are st- psychotically competitive like we are. Yes. <laughs> we, we know there are people out there. <laughs> Do we ever work together? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. So, we will be sharing what things we have found work well for uh, the games. Uh, To start off with, this is a nice weekly reminder that if you enjoy what you're listening to and you're really liking it, to leave us a five-star rating on either Apple or Spotify. And uh, if you have a little bit extra time, then you can leave us a review as well, and we'll read it out on the air. We're really, really appreciative for everyone who has already done it. We really love it. Um, and it's it's and helping you're now world much. famous. You are. I don't know if you knew this. We reach an audience of I don't know how many billion people. I don't think that's how many oh. we reach because there's not that many people <laughs> on the planet. But <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who Maybe knows? aliens are picking it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's going out in the airwaves. We're that famous, people. Aliens. Uh, so I guess we'll just get right into, I don't know where we're going with this. We're going to get into our news for this week. Still a little bit of a slower news week, but there's a lot of small things I think are important to catch everyone up on. So, um, we mentioned a couple weeks ago with the abrupt closure of the La Brea Bakery Cafe at downtown Disney, that Disney announced that the Earl of Sandwich was going to be opening up a pop-up location in that building, at least until that building gets turned into Porto's. And there are very, very strong rumors to suggest that, and who by the time this publishes, we'll probably know for certain, but uh, rumors say that the Earl of Sandwich will be opening the 1st of February. We're recording this before then. So by the time you are hearing this, it's probably actually open. So if you're a big fan of Earl of Sandwich and are going to Disneyland very soon, it will probably be open there. So... He just nodded, just in case you're wondering what. <laughs> no, you, you didn't hear the nod? Nope, they did oh. not hear the nod. <laughs> uh, sticking with Downtown Disney for a second, uh, the Jazz Kitchen closed for a, just a tiny bit while they were working on some renovations for the building. It is now, I think they said it's just the top floor is open now for regular seating. The Jazz Kitchen Express is not open yet, but the, the top is. Apparently people are really big into wanting to know what's going on with Jazz Kitchen. So I just... Everyone's obsessed. I don't really know why. And everyone thinks it's ugly, evidently, so far. I really like the way it looks. <laughs> I think it looks I cool. Think, I it's, think it's, it's really nice. very thing. different. It is, but I think it fits with the overall now theming. That, now that they killed Ralph Brennan or whatever. Oh, they did not kill him. <laughs> He's probably just... It's probably like a Papa John's relationship going on. Could be. Um, he so, did some things. I don't know. <laughs> Please don't run into this. Oh, my. So... 
Dan, you want to mention this one? Because <gasps> Oswald is so cute. Oswald the lucky rabbit they made into a caramel apple with uh, buddy ears that are made of Rice Krispie treats. And it's so cute. And I want it. But then I probably won't eat it because it's too cute. No, you wouldn't eat it. Although I do I do eat Forky, even though he is my third favorite character. When he's a cake it's pop. Very, very sad as a cake pop. Yeah. I think this is the thing I love about this with Oswald's apple is that I think that this was like a sudden thing like, oh, Oswald and Hortensia are really, really popular right now for the Lunar New Year. People are really into this. So maybe we play with that popularity and make an apple. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I think it's super cute. I have met Oswald at DCA in the past. Yes, you have. I can't remember what you were doing something else. And I'm like, here, you take my picture to some random person or photo pass. And <laughs> hey, it works you missed out. out. I'm excited to see him. Hopefully He's we'll be so able to cute. meet him in a couple weeks. Moving on from there. Uh, I just, I wanted to give a little bit of a reminder that starting this week that they are going to be changing the park hopping rules at Disneyland so that instead of, if you have a park hopper or a magic key, you'll be able to change parks from your original one that you have a reservation for starting at 11 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. So just a reminder, that's about to change. I know that a lot of people are very, very excited about yes, this. Yes, it is cool. I will also, again, put it out there, because I know everyone's saying, I wish they just got rid of it altogether. As long as they have the reservation system, they are going to have to have some sort of arbitrary park hopping rule. Otherwise, there is no point to having the reservation system. And Every, I, Everyone with a DCA park reservation would go clock in, walk right back out, and go over to Disneyland. And by 8.02, be over at Disneyland. So Guarantee it. It's <laughs> what would happen. So, so long as they, if they get rid of the park hopping restrictions, they are going to be getting rid of the park reservations altogether. So unless they are suddenly deciding to get rid of the park reservations, then, yeah, these the park hopper rules, I know they're kind of arbitrary, but they have to be. Like yeah. there's, there can't be any other rhyme or reason to it. It's and just going to be kind of arbitrary. The park reservations are very controversial. Some people hate them. We feel it's a necessary evil for Disneyland because yeah. it is so tiny. Yeah. And I just have loved the fact that the parks haven't been as crazy busy as we have seen them in the past. It is, generally speaking, busier but it's like the busyness has spread throughout the year instead yeah. of having a few days where you just want to like... <sighs> Christmas time. <coughs> yeah, where you just like want to dig your eye out with a spoon. Um, you don't have room to be able to do that. You'd have to no, have, you don't. You have, to have someone to else you. do it. Yeah. Yep. So that's our thoughts on it, but that's just us. Really, really big thing, and this you never hear anyone talk <laughs> about anything like this. The uh, Build Your Own Droid at the Droid Depot and the... Build your own lightsabers at Sabi's workshop, both in Galaxy's Edge. Disney, at Disneyland at least, I don't know about Disney World, but at Disneyland, they have actually reduced the prices. I don't know what that word means. I know, we never say that, ever. Uh, really, it, and don't especially get, under Bob Paycheck. But <laughs> yeah, you know. um, don't read too much into it because if you're like, oh, so it's cheaper than it ever has been. No, no it's back <laughs> to pre-pandemic levels. Um, <laughs> almost. Uh, so actually, at one point in time, they raised the prices for both of these experiences quite high. I think it was like $110 or $120 to build a droid and about $230, $240 to build a lightsaber. They brought it back down to $100 for a droid, and it's, I believe, $215 or $220 to build a lightsaber. Yeah. I think it was $220. So it's not like it's now cheaper than ever. It's still pretty pricey, but... The prices have been higher. So in this time of golden eggs and um, <laughs> inflation everywhere, it's important to note something actually went down in price at Disneyland. And they have 
another droid you can build than they used to. Yeah, they have a C-series. Which, if you think we don't have one of each of these droids, yeah, you, you are wrong. You had to do a chopper. <laughs> I really did need to do a chopper droid. He the loves C-series the droid. I do. Uh, the last thing, I just wanted to clarify some things, is if you were looking on Instagram or Facebook uh, starting on Friday when the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened, you may have seen people freaking out about how difficult it has been for people to get a virtual queue to ride Runaway Railway for free. And I mean, like people are losing their minds over how difficult, quote unquote, difficult it has been. You just have to do it right the first second and be ready a minute before. And also some of these people, they're like, what am I doing wrong? A lot of times, nothing. Yeah, there are the first day <laughs> I, that is inevitable. Because well, they've also been complaining. That's been like the whole week. Like they've been complaining. They never have been able to get one. I highly doubt that. But well, it's knows. been a few days yeah. and they've been saying like they haven't been able to get one. And the thing is, not everyone's going to get a virtual queue every day because it can't accommodate literally every person. Yeah, it is a random thing. So, But people are comparing the experience to what it was like when the Rise of the Resistance had a virtual queue. Rise of the Resistance, because it has a height requirement and not everyone is interested in Star Wars who comes to Disneyland, I think that they were probably only competing with about 70% of the guests who were coming to the park that day to get a virtual queue. For rice, and so your chances were not great, but better. Runaway Railway has no height restriction whatsoever, and it's based on Mickey and Minnie. So who isn't going to come to Disneyland and want to ride a Mickey and Minnie ride that anyone can go on? And so now people are competing with almost a hundred percent of the guests who are coming to the park. So it is just a little bit less likely that you're going to get a virtual queue, especially when you're going when the ride is new. It could be that some people are running into trouble because they don't have all their tickets linked together. So. No, these are people, the people that they, I'm seeing are the people who, who know they know doing. exactly what they're doing. They're the yeah, influencers yeah. who, I mean, who are in the park literally every day. And it's a little mm. bit frustrating, but you know, they do what they, yeah. they do what they do. It's all fine. And it's not perfect um, system. So it, it's not a perfect system, but if you're hearing people say that and then you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a problem. Maybe, maybe not. It'll, it'll improve over time. It will. Uh, if you're going, like, if you're not going until, like, May or yeah, June, they might there's not, even a chance that they, they might not, not even, have virtual queue then. They may not even use virtual queue at all by that point. So you never really know. Um, we're going in a couple of weeks, and at this point, maybe we'll still have a bit of a tr- struggle getting a virtual queue. Maybe not. At the same time, uh, the lightning lane for Runaway Railway was introduced at $20 a person, and just, like, three days later, it went down to 15 a person. So it might still be going down and make be more affordable for you. And they're not selling option. all the lightning lanes. Yeah, we we saw from uh, even Rope today. Drop, yeah, and Rope Drop Rope Drop Park Hop uh, posted a picture that said you could get like ten minutes from then, and it, and it was in the evening. So and I checked this afternoon, and it was you can go in five minutes <laughs> if you're willing to pay. And I, I know it's the paid option, but it's also just like if you are willing to pay, it looks like the price might drop considerably, and then it wouldn't be difficult to get a lightning lane. So just something to consider, and I, just something I wanted to, to mention so that you know why people are kind of like losing their minds online about things. I don't think that they're, no one's necessarily doing anything wrong, especially if they're influencers, and it's not a perfect system, but that's what's happening. So just kind of be prepared. It might happen that way for you. All right. So let's talk about games and scoring higher. 
because we know people all the time when they find out how many points we score on these games, they're like, how do you do that? And I'm not saying we are like the world's we're not best. The, we've not had the world record. Like, no. We look at the board and we're like, ah. <laughs> I've heard from people who are like, we're always like the best of the hour, or the best of the day. I'm like, no. I think there's one time. We're usually we got, best of the car. <laughs> usually. That's about it. Um, but we have a lot. Of, and we, we figured out like a lot of ways to really score much better. This is not like how you're going to be on the top of the leaderboard, but it's how you're going to impress people and not have like 10,000 points at the end of the game and be like, that's nice. Good for you. You're like a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so I can get the highest score on Big Thunder Mountain. Uh-huh. So uh, if you want to know how to do that, that's not ever going to happen. Uh, So there's three rides that we're going to be talking about, and we'll go in order of coolness and slash workability, like, because this (laughs) ride, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, it's always down. (laughs) All the time it breaks down. I don't know why, but it does. How does an Omnimover break? I don't know. Whatever. So if you're not familiar with Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, this is just like a regular arcade game where you get, you sit down in the car, it can swivel around. Apparently a lot of people don't even realize that if you press that joystick in the middle, it can spin around and you can aim different places. Yeah, you can push left or right and it spins. Um, you have guns that you can pick up and they just like have a pulsating, I, I don't know if it's pulsating, but they just have a laser that you can kind of see sort of where you're aiming. You aim at targets around the room and where you hit, the higher score goes. So yeah, at least you, you're able to pick up the gun on like Disney World where it's attached and it's we'll not very pointless. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> um, and, and the Disneyland one has properly... Uh, sounding Zerg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we, we suggest when you first get on it, like as it's you're finished loading and you go into the first room barely, it makes a noise like, like it's starting to reset. You want to try that again? <laughs> again? <laughs> wow, it changed. Everything. It's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like so that. So you push the button and, or no, you pull the trigger. It's a trigger. Duh. Um, you don't even necessarily have to pull the trigger. The light, the laser's always flashing. Yeah. Um, and if yet, you're talking about the aiming. Yeah. No, but we always check and see uh, if, the, if it's like sort of straight on or like way off, which it often is. So just to kind of get your bearings. Yeah, that is helpful. The one thing that you really have to know about Astro Blasters, and a lot of people are not aware, even though it kind of tells you before you get on the ride, the different shaped targets are worth different amounts of points. You may notice that there are circles everywhere. Yes. That's great. There circles are pointless. Only 100 points. <laughs> they only give you 100 points. Do not waste your time with circles. Um, squares are not bad. Squares are 1,000 points. Those are the green ones. The green right? squares. Yeah. And then there are purple diamonds. Those are 5,000 points if you hit those. They're a lot rarer and harder to find, but they're there. And then even more difficult to find and even rarer are the blue triangles. But they are worth 10,000 points apiece. And when any of these are lit up, it's worth twice as much. Yes, it's frustrating. Sometimes it'll light up and you're like trying to aim at it and you're... And just as you get it. Just as you get it, it turns off. Um, You'll notice too, so when you get to get on a target, unless it's not working, sometimes the cars aren't perfect, but it'll light up and make a noise. Oh, the target itself. Yes. Yeah. So that's a way to kind of gauge where... And if if you... And if you are hitting it, your, um, your blaster... should have a working green light on the back that will light up. That means that you are hitting something. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Is that, Oh, you're talking about that. I was talking, you're talking about the target. The target will also light up. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh um, yeah, like a very brief, the, like thing. the the thing itself, yeah. the target itself yeah. will light up. No, but I was talking about the back of the. Yeah, the back of the blaster will light up, and as long as that the back of that blaster is lighting up then you are hitting something. So you can track your target as you move to try and keep the back of that flashing green. That means that you're hitting something. Obviously, you want to spend your time looking for anything square or above because you can hit a lot of circles, but they're not going to add up to anything. Uh, But keep an eye out for hidden targets. In a lot of the rooms, there's ones that are hidden behind things. Like there's these batteries and at the end of the first room that you have to knock over, but then behind one of them, there is a, tri- a diamond, diamond yep. that you can hit. Um, In the dark room, before you get to the end, there's actually three lit up ones. Three that, diamonds. Three diamonds that, they're kind of hard to describe. So as you first go in, there's one on the right. There's um, one on the right, one on the left, one, and on, one the on the ceiling. And one on the ceiling. Um and so if you start just kind of aiming and it, it'll light up every once going. in a while, even if you're not, yeah, like you'll see it just like have go like red, red a little a red. bit and to kind of show you this is where the target is. And if you hit it, the whole thing lights up red so you can see it easier. Yeah. Um, there's blue ones that are like the triangles that are hidden, like Zerg kind of sways back and forth in one of the rooms, yep. covering up a triangle and then. Uh, sometimes they're in the they're always in the more difficult places to reach. Yeah, there's those two spinning wheels that yeah, are uh, in con- one room. Concentrated. You have to turn around to look at it. Also, the one that's going kind of like a merry-go-round type mm-hmm. thing. The triangle is on the back of it, so kind of look back. So make they're, sure you're looking. They're or, difficult to find, but they're worth it because again, remember you hit one blue target and it's ten thousand points. It's much more than the little. Uh, just so you know, too. Oh, and there's uh, if you're if you are just hitting or use doing the trigger and you're not hitting anything. It actually still counts points. With it, I think it's every 10 t- uh, times you hit the button without hitting anything. It just gives so you that's usually points. how your three year olds are <laughs> able to score even 10,000. Yeah. Um, last hidden target in the very, very last room when you're, everyone's looking at Zerg, turn the car around and you'll see, I think it's a circle. Yeah, it's like this box thing. I think it's like, a, a, like, it looks like no, a Jack in the box. I thought it was no, a, no, no, and I'm just like, wait, go with me. I think there's a circle that you have to hit. To you hit the, the triangle, circle, triangle up. and a triangle will come up. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was a square or something. But it might Maybe be a it's circle. a square, I th- but it doesn't matter. One way or the other, you hit that lower target, it will bring a blue target up, a tri- triangle, and then you're right next to it. So you just and get it's to often sit lit there. up, which is nice. Yep, and so you can just rack up points so easily there. Um, then there's the thing that most people know about, and that is the two Zergs. So there's the giant Zergs. Uh, in the first, like, not the in first the second room. room. Yeah, second room, and then the last room. If you'll notice, on him is a big Z on his chest. That's not where you're aiming. You're actually aiming about two inches or so below it. Look for a tiny black dot. You'll see a That's the sensor. So, yeah. yeah, don't aim for the actual Z. Aim right below it. If you get that, I don't, I want to say it's 100,000 points. I think points. it's 100,000. I swear it is, because someone said it was 50,000, but I'm like, then no, how come it seems like I hit it once ton. and I go yeah. up 100,000 points? And if you can keep doing it, there's no limit, so. Yeah, and you won't really, like, there's nothing to really see. It He won't light up. The nope. only way you'll know is if, you're, if your blaster lights up. Yep. Uh, we also heard from someone that said that only works in the first Zerg. Not true. Not true. We tested it. It does, the second Zerg also has the same thing. It's just a little bit harder to hit the second it's, Zerg because he's so much further away. And it's a little lower. It's like another inch lower. Yeah, but that really doesn't matter so <laughs> well, much. Well, because I was just aiming. You can I, still see it, yeah, but it does, see what it. makes it difficult is that it's so much further it away. It is far away. And so as soon as it's further away, it's harder to aim. Where the first Zerg, you're right next to it. So, and then the last thing I would say, ride break down. 
you keep hitting. <laughs> yep. Because if you're looking <laughs> it's a like, way to cheat, but... how are people getting over a million points all the time? Because the ride stopped and they just, in fact, the highest po- score I've ever had was when we stopped in front oh, of the yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just so you know, the, the score that says it in front of you will only go up to nine, 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 but you can check your score. If you go to the little kiosk things at the end or the little, um, uh, the kiosk at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to, to email it to yourself. So, um, so those are our main points for Buzz Lightyear. Are you necessarily going to get a million points? Not necessarily, but you should severely so. impact your score. Hopefully, this ha- point. you have a little more fun. Next up is Web Slingers. This one should be pretty quick. So um, it kind of depends. So there's four people per Web Slinger vehicle. Um, it depends on if you're just like going by yourself or with another person or if you have a huge group because you will get your own individual score, but they also add up. And the more you do kind of cohesively, you'll get an even higher score to be on the leaderboard. The leaderboard always shows the group score, but it doesn't mean you can't see and know what your individual score was. So it depends on if you're interested in doing this as a singular person competing against everyone else like we usually do, or if you want to just work together as a full group. So kind of make that decision before you before you begin, because if you're wanting to do a group, someone did mention once, and I do agree with them, that if you're wanting to do a group, divide the, the screen into quadrants and just have everyone really focus on their own quadrant so that people aren't like competing with each other. Does that make sense? Yes. Or, uh, or, everyone's just or have your arms always hitting my arms. Because <laughs> we're not working in quadrants. Uh, yeah. Um, and so the, the key of it is that you're... You're like doing. They like, say like to act like you're, yeah. yeah, slinging with your hat, kind of in the I love you thing upside the down. The Spider Man thing. Spider Man thing. Yeah, they make it sound like you're supposed to be doing with the Spider Man. You do not have to. You can to. actually just punch. You can punch the air. You can do whatever you want to, as long as you're making the motion with putting your arm out. It will. It will still aim and shoot. It's if fine. if you prepare for months before you go with tricep and shoulder exercises, you will do better. Um, yeah, because so <laughs> it's a major workout. Just kind of keep that in mind. If it hurts your hands to hold it like that. Um, the biggest thing that we can say to help your, improve your score on web slingers is hit anything yellow. And I mean, anything yellow There's like on tiny levers, tiny little things. There are even like pieces of door or crate that you can grab because they have an outline of yellow. And then if you hit them with your web, you can fling it fling around. them around to hit other spider bots and you get points for the, for all those kills. Um, and there's other levers in other rooms. In the very last room with the Quinjet, if you look, there's even like lasers that are shooting up in the air and they have like little yellow buttons next to them. If you hit those buttons, it brings the laser down to where the spider bots are and you get credit for every bot that that laser kills. If you're colorblind, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if yellow could... <laughs> well, if you're colorblind, you're going to have a problem with all this, unfortunately. But yeah, anything yellow. And then even just in terms of the spider bots themselves... Most bots are red. Like just plain red. Plain red. But some of them are different colors. Some glow red, some glow blue, some are green, some are yellow. Yellow are the, are the most points. But anything that's not a normal spider bot will give you more points. Yep. And they also, I think, I don't know if it's just the last room, but when you hit a green one, it attacks a whole bunch around it, too. So. Yeah, that, too. So that's another reason to go for these non-normal looking bots. When you get into the Collector's Fortress, you'll notice that there's a whole bunch of items in the uh, display cases. If you hit the yellow buttons, again, yellow, um, above each case, it will break open the case. And then you can either set free or get whatever's in that case, including like um, Stormbreaker, Thor's axe, 
get that, you get extra points for having gotten Thor's This hammer. shows how little I pay attention to things because I don't even notice that there's different rooms. I just aim for things. If you hadn't noticed, <laughs> I hadn't noticed that someone pointed it out. It's like, oh, you're going uh, in. You go to Pin's test kitchen. You go Avengers into the Collector's Fortress. You go to the Quinjet. Like, yeah. Um, so those are some things to look for there. And then when you see the big giant bots, you see it twice. First of all, if there's anything yellow on him, hit it. Sometimes there is. Um, otherwise, hit it as hard and fast as you possibly can. The faster you you get it down, the more points you score. So that will help. This is especially helpful if you're working as a group. You know, the faster you do this, the better it goes. And there is one way to kind of cheat. <laughs> with <laughs> Yeah, there's the web tech you can buy at the store. The accessories. Um, accessories. That, some of them are kind of fun for little toys for kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get like tons of points with those. So It does put like a little asterisk next to your score on the leaderboard, just kind of letting people know <laughs> that you used web tech in order to get that score. Oh, cool. You're a Mark McGuire or a Barry Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <basically. laughs> so just kind of a heads up. It's kind of considered a cheer move, but you can do it. And some people really enjoy what, what happens. So something to think about. Finally, Toy Story. So this is one that people talk about a lot, of getting getting lots of points because there's different point values for each of them and different the different rooms. So we'll go through some of the things that people talk about, and then also just the things that we have found work for us. And they're two completely different sets of things, but we're we're going to talk about it. So first of all, yeah. So they're they're all different point values, obviously. Every um, target. So. Don't waste your time on hundreds, whatever. There's thousands, there's two thousands, there's often five thousands. Um, so look for those. Just kind of scan with your eyes in they're each room. They're usually up higher. They're usually smaller. Yep. Um, and don't waste your energy in the first room, the, the practice, practice thing, room. because you'll you'll need to... <laughs> when we go in there, we kind of just use it to test the aim, and that's about it. Yeah, same thing with Buzz, where it's often way off. Um, but make sure you, so you're, you have to pull the little... It's like a little rope with a little ball at the end you pull it fully out and let make sure it fully releases otherwise it doesn't reset for the next they even tell shot. you and during the game let the um, rope go all the way back and you can kind of hear it it's like yeah. a little clicking noise um don't be concerned about accuracy accuracy means absolutely nothing because it gives you an accuracy score so what just yep. keep you, it's unlimited things. and yeah it does not matter uh so you already mentioned looking for things that are worth higher points so let's go through each of these rooms in the egg toss uh, which is the first room. The bonus that's there is if you see the barn, you'll see a tiny little mouse crawl up the side of the barn. That's a thousand points. If you hit that, it'll turn the barn upside down. And then there's like, what, like two or three other little mice like little that appear. And cats, I think. Or, I um, that are worth like 2,000 points a piece. They, they move really quickly and they go away really quickly. It's a little hard and kind of worthless. But What I prefer to do is if you look on the side, yes, there's, there's usually a, a weasel or is a fox. There's usually, a, well, sometimes there's also both, one on one side, one on the other. But you'll see like a little uh, a hen house and over there there would be a fox. If you hit the fox, then a bunch of hens will come out of the hen house and each of those is worth a thousand points. Mm. And then also there's moles right next to them and usually each of those are worth 500 points first and then later it's like mice stacked on top of each other and those are worth a thousand points each. I don't think I've done that. Um, it's because I always get it because I want those points. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's why you always do thing. better in the first room. I, yeah, but I always, <laughs> I, I usually don't score higher overall. Uh, so that's the egg toss room. Uh, I'll also do the balloons room since I, I, I usually do better in the balloons room. And the next one where you're throwing the darts at the balloons, the way you get the bonus on this one is you have to work together. You'll see these like long balloons, long twisty long balloons um, coming down off the volcano. They look like lava strips. 
you'll have to get rid of two sets of these. But if you get rid of two sets of them, the volcano will go off, and there'll be a whole bunch of 500-point balloons that come down. Yeah, it's just the top section of the volcano, too. I keep yeah. forgetting it's not the bottom. No, half. only the ones that look like strips. <clears throat> I think there's three. The rest of them. There's three. I can't remember. Yeah. But the, the, the long strips, yep. they're kind of wavy. That's what you're looking for. And that's if you want the bonus. Um, otherwise, what I prefer to look for is on either side, one side is better than the other, you'll see uh, balloons that are worth like 500 points. And if you pop those ones, then balloons will f- uh, yeah, like float up. pterodactyls or something start fl- floating, right? Or That's a different one. Oh. Um, but th- right where the balloon was, you'll see like a thousand point balloons float up mm-hmm. from there. But if you don't get them, they disappear. Yeah. And on another side, I think there's even like the last one is a 2000 point balloon. Mm-hmm. So you can really rack up the points there. And then while you're waiting for those, there's lots of like 500 or 200 point balloons that you can get while you wait. Obviously with all of these, I usually just like frantically go to different sections to do these kinds of things. Yeah. I don't just focus on one. I usually so. focus on one. Yeah. Um, you're much better at the next one. Yeah. So the plates there, they, uh, there's them just sitting there, and then there's a bunch that are throwing around. The bonus for this is you both have to get the flying plates in the very back or very top. Um, there's one uh, one for each person, and they get thrown up at the same time, the same exact time, two thousand points. And if you get them both at the same time, then a whole like slew of plates comes along. And I you, wouldn't say it's a whole slew. There's like, like four, four or five. Thought, yeah, of other two thousand. And there's also another 2,000 that comes uh, on a plane, so just watch for that. But yeah, if you get those two at the same time, then you get more. It's a little difficult. It's they. It's not the easiest bonus. It only comes like four or five times in the game, and so also make sure you're doing other stuff too. Don't waste your time just doing those. This one's just a lot of like look out for the ones that are more like a thousand or two thousand point plates rather than the hundred point ones. They're not going to help you very much. So look up higher and farther. (laughs) Then the ring toss. I I always terrible at this game. I always slaughter him. I am terrible (laughs) at this game. My key is because you have to you have to aim a little higher you're essentially thinking it's like you're throwing a ring that's going uh higher and then it falls down with gravity so um the bonus for this is supposed to be that there's a 12 was it 12 um small aliens right there at the top middle very middle and if you can get all of them off you need to work together and if you get all of them off at the same time then a robot will open up with extra rings to toss that are we have tried more point failed it's extremely difficult to get all mostly there's uh so there's like the little tiny alien on a little saucer uh in the corners those are usually five thousand. sometimes rockets will show show up in the distance also five thousand points what's frustrating is like you think you got it and it like a ring bounces off so you just have to kind of keep hitting it and see and make sure it hit it but it's just having luck with that but he's just much better aiming right over it and getting it um the last game is the the two and one the woody and jesse's uh darts thing um this one if you didn't know once when you hit the 100-point targets, it comes up with a bunch of targets that are worth 1,000 to 500 points. Once you get all of those gone, the target will come back up, but this time it's worth it's 500 yeah. points. So if you keep getting the one that like fans out, keep getting Yeah, keep getting all of those, and then every time it pops back up, it'll be another 500 points. As it slides over to the next game, keep an eye out. I th- I find them usually lower and yeah, to the edges pretty, of the board. Low, You'll find 2, like 1,000, 2,000. And if someone else gets it, just wait. It'll pop back up. Yep. 
Yeah, I usually, because if I'm like on the right and we're moving toward the right, I like look on the screen that's farther away because then I can get it first. And and then as you stop in that final room and with the mine carts coming down, make sure you look up because there's bats and stuff holding very high targets. And then if you hurry and do the ones on both mine cars, they keep racking up. Uh, One thing we saw is, you know, it says, it's your last game. And then a target comes out. Someone on online said that if you work together and do the same target, you'll both get higher. Because the whole thing is like, as you hit it, faster. as you hit it and you keep hitting it, the point values go up. But like first it's 500, then it's yeah, 1,000, thousand, then it's 2,000. If you go fast enough, it goes to 5,000. But that person is wrong. We tried it. It does not work. Just it do your own target. It actually went to like 1,000. Yeah. Because like, the computer oh, was completely confused by what was going on. It, it didn't even register that either of us did very much at all. It was one of the lowest scores that we'd ever had on a game. Yeah. So just do your own little thing there. Try and do it really fast. It'll you're, wear. Your forearms will hate you. <laughs> but you're almost done. It's the very, very last thing and you do. And then don't the forget to throw the confetti at the end. It's so cute. Yeah. When it shows you their score, you can still kind of hit the gun. It'll throw out confetti in the color. And dear gun. Disney, you need to make real stuffed animals of the ones you win because the kitty and the moose or whatever are so cute. It's a deer. Oh, the deer. Yeah, whatever it is. I want the kitty so bad. <laughs> so that should help. I know that was an awful lot of information all at once. But honestly, a lot of this is just that we've also been on these rides many, many times. And so we've been able to figure out what works and what doesn't work for us. Uh, this is not necessarily going to give you like the highest points of the day. Um, if you ever see that, these are people who are literally there all the time. So please, please do not think that you're going to get those point values, especially if you only go like a couple of times a year or maybe like a couple of times. This every is just to help years. kind of maximize your fun and not feel like you're not feel like you're bad. losing at the end. Um, but you're, if you get best in vehicle, count that as a win. Yes. If you're able to get more than that, then wow, you did great. Yep. But don't feel, don't compare yourself to what other people say they've been able to get online because they do this all the time. And so if they say, I can get you a mil- like 300,000 points on Toy Story, they can cool. get 300,000 points. <laughs> that luck. doesn't mean you necessarily will. And if uh, winning for you is 150,000 points, then kudos for you. It'll be great. I think those are all the big takeaways we have for these three rides. Indeed. Right? So um, have fun. You it's can, all about fun. I mean, we compete with each other on here a lot. <laughs> and the only times anymore that we really get frustrated is if we just feel like something wasn't working to our advantage on the ride. Because sometimes the some, light doesn't work or the, <laughs> the aim is way off. And sometimes you're on Buzz Lightyear and that light on the back of the blaster <sighs> doesn't work. And so you don't know if you're hitting things. Sometimes on Toy Story, your um, gun won't hit all the time when you're yeah. doing exactly what you're supposed to be or doing. Or it's yellow and you're like, I can't I see can't this. I can't see this color. <laughs> so you never I'm not colorblind as far as I know. But. Uh, oh, the yellow and green cars together. It's so hard. And so there's blue and red and uh, yellow and green. But the we should be 50-50, but we always get the yellow. The yellow darts <laughs> so light. are lightly, are slightly green shaded. Yeah. And then the green darts have some yellow to their shading. <laughs> and so then you just are like, it's a little oh, confusing. this shouldn't be. Anyway, yeah, dear Disney, please change that. But anyway, so hopefully that helps out a little bit. Oh, in the meantime, uh, as usual, if you are planning your trip to Disneyland, you can use our friends at Getaway Today. That link is in the description. If you use that, it'll save you a lot of money on your trip. They're great to work with, and it does help us out a little bit as well. Make sure that you are subscribed to get our podcasts as they come out in the future. And again, uh, consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disneyland Forever. The handles are in the description. 
And I don't know if there was anything else. Oh, we're just, we haven't finished our giveaway as of this recording, but by the time you're hearing this, our 10,000 download giveaway will have finished and a lot of giveaways in a short period of time, but hopefully one of you is a lucky winner. So (laughs) um, I think that's everything. Indeed. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.